Okay, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Lamed Beis. Daf Lamed Beis in Erevin. Yesterday at the end of the daf, we ta- discussed the machlokas between Rav Sheshis and Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman said that <clears throat> by Edvar Torah, we don't assume that a we don't assume we don't presume that a shliach did his shlichus that he completed it because we don't want to take a chance. By Adrabanan, we're makel. But the very self, Rav Sheshis said echazeh echazeh. You can rely on a shliach. If he was told to do a shlichus, you can assume it was done. Now we're going to see proofs both ways. Om Rav Sheshis. So Rav Sheshis says as follows. Um, <clears throat> here's my proof. How do I know this idea that whether it's a Dorais or a Drabonan, uh, we assume the shlich did a shlichus, that's not. Mishikar Omer on the second day of Pesach, the first day of Chalamoy Pesach in Eretz Yisrael, where the Omer was brought as a carbon which was matir, the chadash to be eaten by the tzibur. So, Bishikar Omer, Hutra Chodesh, then you're allowed to, Miyad. Baruchokim, what about in those days when they had no communications and they didn't know in Haifa whether the carbon Omer was brought and they want to eat the Chodesh, the new grain? Mutara Mechatzau Sayom He could assume from noon on the second day, on the 16th of Nis, on the second day of Pesach, he could assume that the carbon was brought and they could eat Chodesh for lunch. I have a Chodesh It's a question of a Doraisa. That's obviously the rice, and you can't eat uh, the new produce before the carbon armor was brought. They, they assume that the, uh, that the quantum in the base of brought the carbon by noontime. They make that assumption that a shlich did a shlichus, even though it's a doraisa. That proves Rav Sheshis' point. Rav Nachman, who says, no, by a doraisa, we don't assume that. He says, it's different. You can't bring in proof from that case. Hossam could have time like we saw the reason Lefishiot and Shein Bezdin Misaslan Bo. Because there it's different. Because the Bezdin, in other words, who oversees the Kohanim, we mean really the Bezdin, the Kohanim, they're oversees it. They're not lazy. In other words, we're talking, you, you can't compare that to an individual. If Reuben told Shimon to do something for him, can he assume that Shimon did it? Let's say by the end of the day, can he assume that he did it? There, Rav Nachman says, we can't assume it by a derisa. You're going to be pro from uh, carbon home, but there's a carbon there. It's a base of migdash. The quantum, they're not lazy. Of course they would take care of it, and there's a lot of people there. The I mean, some say just the opposite. Rav Nachman brought that as a proof to his point, that by derisa, we don't assume that. Um, Rav Nachman, no, how do I know my situation, my claim, that by a derisa, we don't assume chazak ha-shlichuso, the tiny time, because it says in that case, by the Omer, uh, the tiny time of the fish because they know Shane Bezim is awesome by noon, by noon, uh, on uh, by noontime at Haifa, you can assume they brought the carbon in Yerushalayim. Why? Because we know the Bezim is they're not going to be lazy, uh, they're responsible people, right? Shane Bezim is awesome, but Bezim, who knows? Awesome? Only Bezim is not lazy. Hashliach, but a regular Shliach could be Masatsabo, because it says over there, why can they assume by two? Because there's a Bezin over there. It's Mashman that if there's no Bezin overseeing it and making sure it's done properly, you can't assume Shliach or Shlichus. Rav Sheshach, Bezin, no, there is a difference. You're right, I agree. That obviously Bezin's more responsible than an individual, but Bezin, not Palgad Yuma, Shliach Kol Yuma. The difference is Bezin, you could assume they did it by noontime, they took care of it in the morning. Whereas a Shliach, he'd give them the whole day, but you're still entitled to the whole day. Again, not a solid proof for Rav Sheshis. Um, Rav Sheshis, how do I know? Rav Sheshis brings another proof. The Tanya, a woman has to bring two birds as a, for a carbon, let's assume, a leido, a ziva. And a leido actually could be a carbon, an animal, a carbon. But let's assume it's two birds over here, like in case of a zav. Mavia Mo, she brings her money. And it's just many people, what they do is, you know, many women had to bring carbonos all the time for a ziva or for a leido. 
and they would bring the money for the two birds, and they put it in the uh, pushka there. Mavia she puts it in a chauffeur. They had like chauffeurs, like a box, uh, like a, a container, like a pushka. Put the money. By the evening, she can assume, you know, she doesn't stay there, she's not goes, she doesn't go into the base of Mizrash itself. She leaves the money there, and they bring the carbon for whoever it's necessary to bring. That's considered lishma over there. So she can, in the evening, she can eat uh, kachim already. If her husband brings her kachim, she's allowed to eat that. Why? Because she can assume that uh, the Kohanim were not lazy and they brought the carbon that day. My time again. Because you can assume the Kohanim did their shlichas and they brought the carbon from that day. The answer is going to be obvious, right? As once we saw the first answer. Rav Nachman, Hossam could have Shmaya there, like Shmaya says, Rav Shmaya, Chazaka ain't bezin shakohanim mis omdim sham. That there's a chazaka, they don't leave. The bezin of the Kohanim who oversee the Kohanim, they don't, they don't leave. Notice they don't get up for the day. They don't rise and leave for the day. They don't call it quits. Until all the money's been used up, meaning until they brought all their kabonas, all the money that was set aside there, let's say it's two shekels for a bird, until all the money was used up and they brought all the kabonas. The answer the same as we said before, the first proof of the case of the Omer. There it's this and different because you know they took care of it that day. Omer Shesim and Ramil, another proof I have, the Tanya. Listen carefully to this case. I've got a fig tree out there. I'll tell you what, pick as much as you want. Reuben said, listen carefully. Reuben said to Shimon, go, go, go take, you know, you're, you're going to take. Obviously, they're still on the tree, right? The stuff is still on the tree. And he says, take whatever you want. Okay, so the person, Shimon, can now eat. Uh, you're allowed to take even without taking Shumas or Meisers. Even though Tainim, we're talking about figs on the tree, it's only Drabanan, but still, uh, the Shumas Meisers, but still, he can eat, he can eat a Roy without taking Shumas or Meisers. Umasran Vadai. Oh, what does that mean? If, let's say, he wants to sit down and make a big meal out of it, have like a fig cake or have a big thing out of it, then he has to take Meiser. Why? Because the owner, Reuben, doesn't know how much he took. <laughs> Reuben said, go take whatever you want. So if he just took one or two of Achilles Aroi, he doesn't have to take mice. If, let's say, he took a whole bunch and, he, <coughs> and he's going to eat a, a lot of them, <coughs> he's going to have a meal, he has to take Trumus and Meisers. Why does he have to take Trumus and Meisers? Well, he can't assume that Ruvain went behind his back and said, as soon as I say, take whatever you want off the tree or, you know, whatever, go, go, or gather them in there, whatever. He didn't know how much he's going to eat, so how could he take Trumus and Meisers? He doesn't know how much is involved. He doesn't know how much Shimon's taking. He says, go out in the field, take whatever you want. He doesn't know. So obviously Shimon must take Trumus and Meisers himself. Let's say, though, Reuben didn't say, take whatever you want. He said, fill up a basket. Here's a basket, take, you know, fill up a basket, take everyone. Now he knows, Reuben knows how much Shimon was going to take. From my fig tree, Ochel Mehena Roy. Again, he doesn't have to take Trumas or if he just had a couple. But Demai. But if he's going to eat a lot, then he has to take Meiser. What did he has to take Meiser? Demai. He's not sure. Did the Balabais. Now, the Balabais knows how much he took. So the Balabais could take Trumas and Meiser from, from other figs that he has, but he's not sure if he did or not. If he's not sure, it's like Demai. Like you buy from an Amaritz, you're not sure if he took. See, Master and Demai means it's a suffix. And he takes the truma samaisrus. Not the not the truma. Truma for sure is not a problem, right? Why? Because the truma he has to give. He has to give that to a coin if it's really truma. The maisrus is considered demai, meaning he's he's mafreshit, but there's no it's not no levy or ani can come and demand it from him for sure, and therefore he could actually eat it himself. Rashi says, Hold 
And he probably took Mises. And since Ruben knows how much Shimon's going to take, he might be taking Trumas Mises from somewhere else. Hilkach Malakit said, Ochel Manaroi. If Ruvain, the guy, the owner, is giving it to Shimon, he's an Amoritz, and we're not sure if he would have taken Trumas or Maestras. Aval Bachavar, if Reuben was a Talmud Chacham, Shomer Torah Mitzvahs, Ochel Vein Sarchlasa Diverebi. Then you can know for sure that Reuben wouldn't have told Shimon, go take a basket full of figs, unless Reuben took Tumas and Meiser from somewhere else, and he doesn't have to take Meiser at all. That's Rebbe's opinion. His father, Rebbe's father of Shimon Gamliel, said, disagreed. He says, Medvar Morim, Ba'amaris, I agree. Amaretz, if, if the Reuben was an Amaretz, then you have to take him to my. Avol b'chaver, if Reuben was a tam chacham, ain't ochel aser. You have to mamish take meiser all the way. And Rashi says, and that means taking trumas also. Chaverim, as we mentioned it before two days ago, chaverim never take truma uh, over here for something that's in another location because maybe the other stuff is gone. Maybe it's not there. Maybe we don't know for sure. And he's not going to take a chance because if you take Truma, if you take Truma over here on something else and there's nothing, there's nothing else over there that it's not Truma. Truma is only if you take a section out of the whole thing. If, you, if, you, if the other thing wasn't there, then this is all Tevel. It's not Truma at all. So Chavr uh, is not Nechshit for that. So this is, this is the Machloket between Rebbe and his father. Rebbe said you could take Truma some Maestras or at least Maeser, right? Because Shrav Truma Truma presumably he could rely on the on the on the um, on the owner on the owner on, on Ruben. That's what Rebbe says. But for Meiser, you should take Meiser to Mai. And Shimgulil says no. If it's a chaver, you can't. You must take Truma to Meiser. In other words, presume you got to take Truma even Truma also because the chaver the Ruben would have never taken if 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 the uh, owner Ruben was a Tam uh, Chacham he would have never taken Truma to uh from in another place. In other words, you're over here in the field and he would have never taken it in his house for you. Amar Rebbe, Rebbe said, I think my, I'm more correct than my father, why? Because I understand that it's not proper for a Tam Chochem to take Tumas or Maestras from, some, from, from something which is not near. In other words, if I'm in location A and I want to take Tumas or Maestras on, from the stuff that I have here on on something in section in, in area B where I can't see it right now, it's not near here. That's not that's that's forbidden. But better they should do that. In other words, if the, if Reuben is a tamachacham and the guy that he gave it to Shimon to is not, so and, and Reuben's not, and he told uh, Shimon take take a whole basket full. So what? He's not going to rely that Shimon's going to take Tumas and Meisers properly. So therefore, he's rather, I, I, Reuven's, when he takes Trumas and Meisers in his house, he's taking it from area A on area B, sight unseen. Better to do that than to take a chance of the Amoretz uh, eating Tevel. Question is, what are you more concerned about? As we'll see in Ahmed Bey, the Gemara is going to say that. Rabbi Shimon is, is worried about Tam uh, Chachman would rather be over in a little Isser and not have the Amoretz eat Tevel, whereas Rebbe would say, I'd rather, 
I'd rather be over on a small uh, on on a uh, Rebbe says that I would be rather over on a small thing and not and not give them to, to the temple. That's what Rebbe says. Rather, because Rabbi Shmuel says I wouldn't want to be over. I, the Reuven, the Talmud Chacham, doesn't want to be over on an Isser at all, even on a small Isser of being Tarm Shalom and Amok, if not if not in the same place. I come and pligi. So what's what does all this have to do with our issue? I come and pligi the Marsav and Nechshu Marsav Nafshu. Rabbi Shmuel says. Tamanichom are not nechshet to. They're not. To, they're not suspected of taking truma shalom and amukah from not in the same place. They wouldn't take from area A on B a site unseen, and therefore, the second person, Shimon, must take truma samaisus because he can assume the Reuven wasn't doing it. Gemara will get into a minute. If Shimon is an Amaritz, why would he be taking truma samaisus at all? We'll get to that in a second. But we'll talk about the story. But the point over here is Marsav and Nechshedu. Rebbe says what. That yeah, Tamnichom will take Trumas Ma'aseh Shalom and Amukov, not from the same place, right? Rather than give Chas V'Chilu, they have an Amor. It's Itevel Umar Savalonach. They're not suspected of that. Avakul Yamachazak Ashliachas But everybody assumes that everybody agrees that the Shimon can assume that Reuben would take Trumas Ma'aseh for him. Reuben now is a Shliach for him. Reuben says, "Go eat. Here's a basket. Fill up a basket and eat all you want." Right, so, so what about Trumas Amaisus? Yeah, Reuben would definitely take Trumas Amaisus for him if he's a Talmud Chacham. He would definitely take Trumas Amaisus because that, that's his job. If I'm giving you food, I, I have to assume, especially if you're an Amaretz, that uh, that uh, you're not going to take Trumas Amaisus and I'll do it for you. The only concern is if Shemuel says no, he wouldn't. Reuben wouldn't do it because he's over on an Isser of taking Trumas Amaisus Shalom and Amukah from the stuff which is not nearby, sight unseen. Everybody would agree that otherwise you would say Chazaka Shliachos Shichuso. Like Rebbe says, you can assume that Ruvain did his job and took Tumas Ramaisus on behalf of Shimon. Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman says, no, Hosim Kerav Chenina Chazah. There it's different. That's like, there it's explained by the sheet of Chenina Chazah, Dhamma of Chenina Chazah. Chazaku al Chabr Shane Motsidav Shane Matukum Mitachaziado. There it's different. Et Tamachachm will never. Allow you to eat. Remember, even the uh, by the Pinchas Senor and the animal and others, his animal would need something which is not mitukam, which is not uh, fixed and, and properly fit to be eaten. That tumas amaisus and as a tamachacham, if Reuven is a tamachacham, nothing is going to come out of his house. You can't. You 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 don't have to be concerned that anything that he gave you is uh, is has not been gemaisered yet. Everything that he gave you chazaka tamachacham would never let anything out of his house which is not fit, fit to be eaten. Like, it's like you, eat, you can eat anything in his house. His house is totally kosher, and it's all fit to be eaten. So there it's a different chazaka. But again, the proof of chazaka shlichoso is not strong here in either, in either case, right? You can't prove it that a chazaka that has did it. If Sheesh is trying to prove chazaka shlichoso, these are special cases. Either the Bezdan of the Kohanim, would, you can rely on them, or a Tamachachim as a Chazaka that he would never let anything out of his house. But if you're talking about, I gave, uh, Reuven gave Shimon a job to do, can he assume that Shimon did the job? By Adoraisa, not so much, says Rav Nachman. Omar Mar, let's go back to the story of Medvor, more about Maharetz. We say, what, what do you, where do you say that you, that you have to eat, give to him some maestros, right? Whether, when you're eating it, uh, when you're eating something, uh, when you're eating a, a full meal, not a roy, maestro and vadai, when by an Amaretz, because an Amaretz wouldn't have given Trumas Maisus for you, or Maisus at least. Avol Bechaver, by a Tamachacham, Ochel, by Nitzorach Lassadiv. Rebbe says you can assume that Ruvain, if he's a Tamachacham, he would have given Maisus for you. Hi, Amaretz, the Kamerle Laman. Who is he speaking to? Hi, Amaretz, the Kamerle Laman. He's like the Kamerle Laman, Amaretz, Chavrei. Right? 
who's the second guy? If Reuven was an Amaretz, you're saying Reuven, if Reuven was an Amaretz, then you have to take Mises. Shimon has to take Mises. Who is he speaking to? He says, here, take the basket. So we're telling the second guy, Shimon, Ma'asran Demai, you should take Meiser because, because maybe he took, maybe he didn't take Mitzayis. Is he going to listen to you? In other words, Mitzayis l'chol, Asuri Suffolk, Ma'aretz Chavrei Rashi says, Mehem late Feminach, he's more believed than you. You're telling the guy, who is, who is Reuben and Shimon? And who is Shimon? If you say Reuben is an Amaretz, and he, gave, and he told Shimon to take as much as he wants, so what do he say at the beginning? Uh, that, um, but if you're eating a full meal, you got to take Maish Demai. The second guy is an Amaretz also. If the second guy is an Amaretz, he's going to listen to you. If the second guy is an Amaretz, he's not going to listen to you any more than the first guy would. He relies if the, on the first guy. If the first guy didn't take Tumas Maish, he's not going to take it either. Oh, so Reuven, we're, we're talking about in the first case where the Reuven was an Amoritz and Shimon was a Tamil Chacham. And we're telling Sh- Shimon, you know what? Uh, if he told you to take all basketful you, and, you, you know, and you're eating a chilas keva, a regular meal, you better be concerned that maybe he didn't give Tumas or Meisers and you better give Meiser for sure. You got to give Meisers for sure. Okay, Amos Avis, so then what's the second case? Niran Divrei Mi Divrei Abba. Rebbe said in the second case, I think my words are more correct than my father, meaning that uh, you can assume it's only, you, you only have to give Meiser um, um, as Dmai, because maybe a guy gave it. Why? Because Mutif Shiach Shidu Chaveir Mutrom Shalom and Amukavayachilam Arts film. In the safe we said, you know, where uh, he said it's a Tamar Chacham, right? Where Shemuel says if he's a Tamar Chacham, so you got to take Tumas and Meisus. And Rebbe said no. If it's if he if the uh, Tam, if the uh, Reuven was a Tamar Chacham, uh, you you only have to give uh, Demai, right? You don't assume um, you don't have to give Meisur at all. Rather, you don't have to give at all. Rebbe said, if Reuven was a Tamar Chacham, you can assume he gave the Tumas Ramaisas for you. Shemuel says, no, you can't assume that because he's not going to be tarmed, that Reuven's not going to be tarmed in Shalom and Amokov. So, so in the Sefer, Rebbe said, Niran Divarimi Divarabba, I think I'm more correct than my father, Shemuel, because Mutif Shech Shechvelovich from Shalom and Amokov, better that you should be concerned that, that Reuven might have been over on a small list or being tarmed Shalom and Amokov, but not rather than Valyachil Amor, it's Tvalim. Amaretz, my boy, who's the Amaretz now? If you're saying that the second guy, if we're saying, the question was, who was Reuven? Was Reuven, Reuven, if, if he was an Amaretz, here's the rule. If he was a Tamachachim, here's the rule, right? But who was Shimon? If Shimon was another Amaretz, what are we telling him to do? You know, you should take Meister, take a, a divine, he's not going to listen to us. El, my Shimon was a Tamachachim. If Shimon was a Tamachachim, so what do you mean? What's this idea? Oh, I think I'm correct. Rebbe says more than my father. Better you should assume that Reuven gave Shalom and Amukov and Chas Chalila, Reuven wouldn't give to Shimon an Amaretz Tevel. What do you mean? Shimon's not an Amaretz. Shimon's a Tamachachim, we just said. If, Shimon's, if Shimon is not an Amaretz, the first case doesn't make sense. We're telling him you should be mice to give mice or to mice. He's not going to listen to you. So Shimon must be a Tamar Chacham. If Shimon's a Tamar Chacham, what are you worried about giving an Amaretz? You say, don't give an Amaretz Tevel. Shimon's not an Amaretz. Shimon's a Tamar Chacham. My boy, awesome. What's, what's an Amaretz doing over there? We're talking about a Tamar Chacham. Am Ravina. Reish of Amaretz Shem Lechaver. In the first case, you're right. The Amaretz told the Chaver. And we're telling you, Reuben was an Amaretz and Shimon was a Chaver. And we say, you know what? If he told you, if he told you to go out and have a, uh, have a little bit, then you should definitely... Uh, you know, if, you, and you, if you're eating Achilles Roy, you could take whatever you want. 
if you're eating a whole meal, you better take mice for sure, because he doesn't know how much you, he doesn't, he, there's no question he couldn't have taken tremendous ice, he doesn't know how much you're going to take. If he gave you a basket and said, fill it up, take, as much, take up to this amount of basket, you can, ocham roy, and ma'asrin demai, but it's a suffix, he might have taken miser or not. So, reisha ba'ma'aretz she'om lechaver, and he, we're telling you, you know, it's a suffix, if he took, you better take tumas or mises. Seifa, what about the seifa, which is clearly Shimon was an amaretz. Seifa, b'chover she'amaretz, the seifa, seifa speaking about a chaver who told an amaretz, take what you want. V'chaver acher shomo, ah, and there's a third person there. And we're speaking to the chaver, we're speaking to the third person, in case the amaretz, Shimon, in case Shimon, who received the stuff from Ruvain, tells Levi, who's a Tamil Chacham, would you like some of this? So the, Levi had heard what Ruvain said, and, there, and that's the issue over here. Ruvain said, uh, uh, Ruvain gave it to Shimon, who was an Amaretz, and Levi, who was a Tamil Chacham, heard what he said. And therefore, if Levi winds up eating some of Shimon's stuff, it depends on what happened over here. So that's the issue over here. If he told him, fill up a basket, Rebbe says, you can assume, Levi can assume that uh, Ruvain gave, uh, gave Trumas and Maishas because he wouldn't have given Tevel to an Amaretz. So you can assume he gave it and you don't have to be concerned at all. That's what Rebbe said, right? Divrei Rebbe was what? Ava Bechavar, Ochaven, and Sarch you don't have to give Maishas at all. Whereas if Shemuel says, no, Tamachachim would never have given Shalom and Amukhev, and therefore you must take Trumas and Maishas entirely. Uh, so, so what's the machlokas? Rebbe sub Rebbe holds chaber ochel vein soch laaser. He doesn't need maaser at all. As we said, as Levi, the third person who heard Ruvain Tamachachim giving it to Shimon Amaretz, he heard, he overheard the conversation. The vadi sur maaser would have given maaser. How chaber kamayilu? He would have certainly given trumas a maaser because he wouldn't have given to a Amaretz stuff which is not mitukan. And chasvchul Amaretz might eat might eat tevel even if it's tevel to rabbanim. Shimon Gamliel Omer. Lo yochal, you have to, you can't eat till he gives maiser. Levi must give maiser. Reuven would have never given, would have never given, uh, t- taken trumas or maisers if it's on sight, unseen. But Omer lay Rebbe, and Rebbe said, Better that a Tamar Chacham, like Reuven, should take Shlom and Amukah, by Yechil not give a Tevel. What's the Machlok between Rebbe and his father? Better that he should do a small iser. What's a small iser? Of giving shalom and amukov, because you're not sure if the stuff is still there. You're going to give trumas meisers here on stuff that's in your barn that you can't see. Maybe the barn burned down, and it's not. This turns out not to be truma. It remains devil. So bet, it's only a suffolk. So better to uh, do a small iser and don't give an amar its tevel to eat. An amar shouldn't be big, better, shouldn't be over on lifneiver. Rabbi Shimon Leil Savar, Nechalei Lechavir Lavad Amar, it's Yisur Rabba, better that a Tam, better than Amar, it should do a big Yisur, V'yofi Lesur Klelavad. I don't want to do any Yisur at all. I, he might be doing a big Yisur, that's his problem, not my problem. It's not Lifneiver, because Lifneiver is, I shouldn't do something which is causing, if, if I'm not doing anything wrong. But for me to do an Yisur, I'm not going to do an Yisur to avoid him doing a bigger Yisur. So that's my chalok. At the end of the day, we really can't prove it. The Ram Seichen is, B'Shel Torah ein chazak ha-shleich So we can't assume that. Obviously, unless there's a Bezdin or other cases to look around. But we can't really prove anything from the cases that we brought down over here. Nostra Bilan, back to our topic, back to our topic of ma- making an Erev. Where do you place the Erev? So as we said, a person makes an Erev. We're generally talk- we're talking about Erev, Chatser, Sanat, even though in the last mission we said, that we're basically really speaking about a, a Ruvay Tchumen. 
So that's our that's our bigger issue over here. So if we're looking at the illustration book, uh, illustration number one sixty one, he put his eruv on a tree. He put the food before Shabbos or before Yontif on a tree. higher than ten It's not an eruv, right? In other words, if you see in one sixty one, you could bake it high, you could bake it low. It's less than ten tefachim. Meaning, up, remember, remember, above ten tefachim is always rishus yachim. Below, below ten fachim, even in Rishus Rabbim, that is Rishus Rabbim, but above ten fachim, even Rishus Rabbim, is really like Rishus Yachar, or at least a Carmelist. So here the issue is, where did he put the air? If he put it above ten, no good. If he put it below ten, it is good. Eruva Erev. Nosna Babor, if he put it in a pit, inside a pit, Afilo Omak Meyama, as deep as it is, Eruva it's all it's considered a good Erev. Okay, that's all 161. Yosef, Rabchia, Barabba, Rabasi, Rabasi, Barnosan, these three rabbis were sitting. Yosef, Nachman, Gabay, Rabnachman was sitting nearby them. Yosef, becoming, they said the following, Hi, Elon, the Koyechem. Where is the tree? Where is the tree? Remember, he's making, he wants to make the tree out of town, and he, he, uh, he puts it in a certain spot so that he can continue walking from there another 2,000 amas to attend a bris, uh, a, a base of El uh, Shi or whatever, some mitzvahs we had before. So where is the tree sitting? If the tree is in Shosiyachid, if it's in Shosiyachid, not as we see there, it's on a street in 161, but if it's really in Shosiyachid, what do I care where it is? What's the difference if it's above the Ten Fachim or not? If it's in Shosiyachid, it's in my yard, right? It's Shosiyachid. Shosiyachid is down at the bottom of the, on, on near the, near the uh, ground, and it's Shosiyachid up into the sky. What's in Mali Lamala Mali Mata? Shosiyachid, Ola the Rakia. It's all one big Shosiyachid. So if I made it, if I made this, this Arab, remember, I made it out of town, but if I made it out of town in a Shosiyachid, what's the difference if it's above Ten Fachim or the trees above, below? What's the difference? It's all Shosiyachid. So I made it there and I can eat it. It should be okay. Okay, the trees in Rosh Hashanah. All right, fine. So the trees in Rosh Hashanah, and we're saying if it's above ten fachim, it's no good. Why? What's about below ten fachim is okay. Now below ten fachim, I understand because the trees in Rosh Hashanah, I placed my uh, my air in Rosh Hashanah, and I'm going to sit it, eat it on the street. I'm going to eat it there, right there, also. No problem. That's why it's good. That's why the Mishnah says if it's below ten fachim, if it's if it's in the Rishos Arabim, below Ten Fachim, and I'm going to eat it there, that's why I plan to sit and eat my meal. That's all. So they're both in Rishos Arabim, that's why it's okay. So, El Adekoi, Rishos Arabim, Demeskavim Lishvosechav, where is he planning on sitting? Where is he making his Shabbos? Where is he planning on uh, making his home? Uh, he's, he's making a temporary abode there. Elam, Demeskavim Lishvosechav, if he is above, what's your problem? Why do you say, that if you make it in 161 above 10 Fachim, it's no good. Even if the whole thing is Rosh Hashanah, but if he's planning on sitting above the 10 Fachim, which is like Rosh Hashanah, so they're both in the same spot. His, his Arab is there. Why is that no good? They're both in the same spot. Rashi says, right? Even above him, they're both in the same spot. Whatever you want to call that, Rosh Hashanah, Carmelis, whatever. It's 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 really Rishosiyachid. They're in the same spot. What's the problem? Ella did Lamata. He was planning on sitting on the floor, and the Arab was ten fachim high, right? So you got a problem over here. Now Rashi says, what's the problem? The the Elon the tree, let's say, is four is four tefachim wide. So above ten above ten tefachim high, uh, uh, right? Rachav Dalad is four is four tefachim wide, and is is Dalad by Dalad. 
So therefore, it's a Rishasi Yachid. Okay, what about, what about below 10? Right? That's considered a Karmelis. If it's Dalit by Dalit Amos, at least, let's say it's Dalit by Dalit Amos, or then, then that's considered a Karmelis. Right? As we said before, it's considered a Karmelis. So you can't carry Midrabonon from Rishasi Yachid into a Karmelis, right? You can't carry from there, right? Or, or and if he's below on the street, if he's on the street, like we say now at the bottom, not above where it's Rishos Yochad, but above he's on the street, you can't carry a Rabban either from a Karmelis into a Shusharabim either. Okay, so, so what's the problem over here? The problem is carrying from a Shusharabim into a Shus Yochid, or, or from, from a Karmelis into a Shusharabim. But what's Elden Eskablish was Lamata, so that's really the answer. In other words, it's not a Kasha, Elden Eskablish was just Lamata. So what's going on? He's going to sit in Rishos Yochad, right? The problem is, Okay, he's going to take it from a Karmelis Rishon. That's an Isidra Bonan. But you know what? Uh, an Isidra Bonan, as we see over, as we'll see in a minute, um, when you make the Erev, you make the Erev Ben That's when the Erev is Chal, when you, when you acquire the Erev. And Ben we'll see, Rabbi says, by an Isidra Bonan is okay. But the Gemara now asks Akasha. So, so the answer is, right, you're, you're, he's making it below, below Ten Fachim. And um, the, if the Erev is above Ten Fachim, where he put the food, that's no good because he's going from, from uh, that's what he's going from Rishos Yochid into Rishos Rabbim. But if the air was below ten Fachim on the tree, you see on the, on the right side of the tree where it's below ten Fachim, so he's taking it from the tree into Rishos Rabbim, which is a Carmelist Rishos Rabbim, which is not so bad, it's only Yisra Rabbanan. So the Gemara asks, fine, Rosh says he could have asked that, still an Yisra Rabbanan, but he asks also another Kash of an Yisra Rabbanan. Vakamishtamashbi'ilan. But you're not allowed to climb on the tree. You're not, allowed to, you, you, you're not allowed to use a tree on Shabbos. You're not allowed to move it, touch it, you know, do anything. You might, you might rip off a branch or some leaves or something. So you're not allowed to use that. That's an Isra Rabbanan. And Rosh says he could have asked another, there's still an Isra Rabbanan, because the tree is, is, the, the tree is a Carmelis. And if you're taking from a Carmelis into the Rishos Rabbanan, that's also an Isra Rabbanan. So either way, there's an Isra Rabbanan. So he asked the Kasha, but you're still using, you're using the tree, which is also Nisid Rabbanan. So why is that good if it's below 10 Tfachim? You're still in Nisid Rabbanan. Like we said, he's standing in Shisra and he's planning on sitting in Shisra Anything which is only Nisid Rabbanan. What is Shvus? A Shvus is a Nisid Rabbanan. When it comes to Shabbos, we call that a Shvus. So Kol Dover, right? Rashi says, Kol Isra Shvus Shabbos V'yantif. Davin Rabbanu is called the Shvus, where it's, where it's an Isra of Shabbos or Yontif, which is the Rabbanu is called the Shvus. So he says, anything which is only an Isra as a Shvus, meaning Carmelist to Shus Rabbim, there's no Xerah there, Bena Shmoshes. And that's when you're Kona the tree, which, that's when you're Kona the, you're Kona the, uh, the Arab, even though technically we're saying he'll never be able to eat this. Because if he, he shows up there on Shabbos, he can't take the food from the Carmelist, which is the tree, into Rishus Rabbim. That's an Isra Rabbanam. So he can't be over, he can't actually eat it. So is that a problem? Well, we said, the rabbis say in our Mishnah, you don't, actually, you don't have to actually be able to eat it. We said, remember, if you make an of for Yom Kippur, uh, uh, Yom Kippur, it's a good Erev, ah, he can't eat it, he can't eat it. Yeah, but since when he sets it up, Erev Yom Kippur, he could eat it, Banish Mashas, technically we mutter to eat there, right? Erev Yom Kippur. So he's allowed to. I can't eat Rabbanon because we don't know Banish Mashas which day it is, but technically, in theory, he could eat it, right? And therefore here too, since, since he could eat it at the, um, uh, it's a Suda, Rashi says, a Suda Ru'uyilo Ba'osasha, 
it's it's roy for him banish mushrooms because Rebbe says anything which is an iser drabonan of Shabbos and Yontif like shmuz uh, is mutter banish mushrooms. So that's why Rebbe the Amr called over shmuz lo glazer banish mushrooms. So therefore we understand that what in one sixty one he's making his ayur in The tree is a caramelus. If he makes the food, if he puts the food above ten fachim, that's rishus yachid. You can't take it from rishus yachid. You can't take it from rishus yachid into Rishus Rabbim, which is an Issa Daraisa. Issa Daraisa, even Benish Mashas is also. So therefore, if the food was above Tent Fachim and he was in Rishus Rabbim, so it's going from Rishus Yochit into Rishus Rabbim, that's no good. That's no good. Therefore, if you put the food above there, it's not Roy, even Benish Mashas, it's not a good Arab. If it's below, like on the right side of the tree, where it's below Tent Fachim, oh, then it's only going from a Carmelis into Rishus Rabbim, which is an Issa Rabbanan, but Benish Mashas, it's okay, and therefore the Arab is valid. So if you see the loaf of bread there on the left side in 161, that's above, that's no good, because you're going from Rosh Yochid, and he's making, and he wants to eat in Rosh Hashanah, that's no good. Isr Daraisa, so it's not a good Erev. If, it, if the food is on the right side, where it's below 10th Fachim, then it's okay, it's a good Erev. So this is what they said. Now these three rabbis said that, and Rabbi said Rav Nachman was sitting there. Amalur of Nachman, so Rav Nachman said these three rabbis, Yasher, good, good idea, what you said is good, well said. Vachin Rav Shmuel, Shmuel also said, Yasher, it's good. Amalur, so they said to him, Patritu Bakuli, hi, you also went into understanding this uh, Mishnah so deeply as to where exactly was, we said if the, if the food was above, it's no good, if it's below ten fachim, it's okay, and uh, we explained it as being this particular case where he's sitting below, he's sitting with Shosarabim, and the tree is, is a caramelist, did you also delve into it that deeply? So did you go, so Sigmara says, they also went into it that deeply. Why would they say, well, maze? Oh, you went, you've also gone into it that deeply? They also did it. This is what they told him. Did you set this up as a Gemara? In other words, this is a, a permanent thing. When they set up the Gemara, that's part of the Gemara. Like, you, you, you make it. And, and Hanami says, yeah, this is a, a fixture in the Gemara, so to speak. Nachman, again, to prove that he said, Nachman said, we find also Rav Nachman said, name of Shmuel, because Rav Nachman said, Yasher Kohacha, and my Rebbe Shmuel also said, Yasher. Speaking of a tree that's in Rishas Rabbim, Gavoa Sara, it's what? Ten, ten Tvachim high, Varach of Arba, and four Tvachim wide, right? Varach of Arba. Vineskaven, Lishbos, and where, where did he want to make the uh, Shabbos? Where did he want to make the abode, right? And he wanted to make the abode. Vineskaven, Lishbos, Lamata, and he was planning on sitting in Rishas Rabbim below. For Rebbe, the Amr called up a shum shum shvus lo gazer lo Again, why why is there a shvus? Because the tree is considered a caramelus, right? The tree is ten fachmai, but it's four fachim wide. So therefore, above ten fachim is rishus Below that, it's a caramelus. It's not a rishus Obviously, you can't walk, can't have thousands of people walking through the tree. So it's a caramelus. And he wanted to make it below. And there's an only iser rabban. Rebbe says an iser rabbanon. There was no iser at banish mashes. Amrava. So now Rava analyzes this further. So we understand the mission again. Look at the mission. Let's look at the mission again. If you put it in a tree above ten fachim, it's not a good air. Why? Because the air because you want to make your air if you want to you want to make your abode on the Rosh Hashanah below, and that's the Rosh Hashanah. You can't take it from you put it you put the air in a place where it's impossible to take it from even banish mushes and it's a derisor Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah. If you made it below ten fachim, where it's only going from a caramelist, then it's a good air. Okay. Now let's see Gemara. Amrava. This is only by a tree which is outside the outskirts of the city. What does that mean? 
You know, that's usually where you want to make your air. If you want to, the, the, the city ends out, the outskirts of the city goes up to 70 and two-thirds amas from the city, right? Beyond that, so what do you want to do? You can only go 2,000 amas. So you made it, let's say, at 1,000 or 1,500 amas out of the city, and it's outside the outskirts of the city, and that's when you want to set up your Aval Elon Let's say you want to go 3,000 amas outside of your city. There's another city, 1,500 amas or 2,000 amas outside of your city, and you want to make the Erev in that city or in its outskirts, the second city. If you made your, if you made your Erev inside the outskirts of that second city, even above ten Fachim, it's a good Erev. Why? The city is as if it's filled up with earth. A city that's surrounded with a, with a wall around it you consider the whole city as if it's all one Rishos HaYochid. In other words, it's considered it's all filled up. Now, it's not really Rishos HaYochid because there's areas of Rishos Rabbim in there too. But for these purposes, we consider it like Rishos HaYochid. The, the, uh, right? the And there, in other words, when you made the Erev, when you set up the Erev, it's as if it's all filled up and it's all Rishos HaYochid. If that's the case, if you're saying... It, that, then, that the city is considered like a Rishos HaYochid. The whole city is considered, it's considered filled up. So therefore, no matter where you put it, even above Ten Fachim, it's like you, where, you, where you sit in the city, you're also like above Ten Fachim. It's all around Rishos HaYochid. Even if you're outside the outskirts of the city, you made it in the middle of nowhere outside the city. Keep in the Amorav, Anosni, Ruvu, Yeshla, Arbamas. Rules, when you make your Erev, you have four Amas all the way around. Four Amas is considered your Rishos. No matter where you are, even if somebody plotted you down there, or the food moved, whatever you say, you're entitled to your four Amas wherever. So if that's the case, how about also, the, your, your Dalit Amas, we're looking now at 162, or we didn't get to the Gemara about 162, but look at the diagram 162, right? You, you have four Amas over there. Well, 160 is not, not I, I'm getting ahead of myself. But the four Amas that you have, um, in other words, if you're saying that a city and its outskirts is all considered for, for an Arab as if it's one big thing, right? If it's, if it's one big thing, um, then, uh, then it, and, and you made it in Rishus HaYochid, even though you actually can't take it. Rashi says, take a look at Rashi, Damasa, even with Agol Sabach. Mitoshi, Mukafas Yishif, since it's all surrounded by uh, dwellings, it's not open and exposed. We said it's, we consider it as if it's full of earth. It's as if you had kavana to be to to sit above the entire The city is all even if you put it even if you put the Arab, which our mission said is no good above ten fachim, but you put it above ten fachim. It's considered if you're in a, in a place which is considered like a private area, like a city in its outskirts. It's considered as if you also wanted to make your Arab above ten fachim. Rashi says the boy You can't take it. Because the Elon itself is a Rishus HaYochid and, and you're in the Rishus Rabbim below it. And it's at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to take it. But the whole city is considered one big filled area for making your Erev. So that's what, that's what Rava said. So if that's the case, uh, so they asked the Kashan Rava, Yachi, Chutzli Nami. Since Rava himself said that if you make your Erev, you have, you're entitled to four Amas there. The whole Erev is like Rishus HaYochid. And therefore it goes all the way So it's also considered like you're above, even though... If you're in the middle of Rishos Rab, you actually can't take it down because you can't take it literally from Rishos Yochit into Rishos Rabbim. But the whole area that's you're, that you're entitled to make the Erev in is considered like Rishos Yochit. So it should be also, you should be a, a good Erev. Um, Rav Yitzchak, this is where 162 comes in. Um, Rav Yitzchak, 
Here we're speaking about a tree. Yes, you're entitled to your four amas. You see, Makam Shavusa, four amas. You see, in 162, you're entitled to your four amas. But the air was actually beyond that. Why? Because the tree stretched out horizontally, and you put the loaf in that bottom area there. You see the bottom loaf there in that tree? Where it's going beyond that. And you're planning on sitting at the main part of the tree. So you're right. In the main part of the tree, that, so to speak, goes up Ad Rakia. But the loaf here is beyond the four Amos. So even though you're entitled to four Amos, and that four Amos is considered Rosh Hashanah, but the loaf is beyond that. And if the loaf was above ten Fachim, like you see there's two breads there, one above ten Fachim, one below, the one below, yeah, and the one below, even there, it was saying if it's below ten Fachim, then it's okay, because you can go there, right? Because you can go there, you can walk over there, and, and go little by little, less than four Amos, and take it back into your area. In, in theory, you can do that, right? So the Gemara says, wait a minute. So my lamala, my lamata. If you're talking about the Lushan and the Mishnah says, if it's above ten fachim or below ten fachim, if it's all equal, right? If it's if it's all um, if it's all like horizontal, so what's above and below? If if you're talking about the uh, tree is vertical, and you can say, okay, it could, if it's above ten fachim or below ten fachim, you could see that in 161. But if the whole thing stretches out horizontally, what's, what is that Lushen of Lamala and Lamata? The Lushen should be, if the tree is higher, or it's, if it's, if it's uh, Gavoa and, and Namuch is the proper Lushen. Rashi says, uh, it's, it's, it's all horizontal. Ilamala is Ilamala it's there's no such thing as above and below. Above high and low. If the tree was above ten fachim zeng, if it was a tree below, if it was a low, if it was a high tree or a low tree, the lashon of uh, of if it's stretching out horizontally, that the lashon of lamala uh, and lamata doesn't fit. In other words, we're assuming now one sixty two, just the bottom part of one sixty two. So the answer is. The Hadrzakif. It then stretches it after it stretches out horizontally, you see Hadrzakif, then it goes and 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 rises vertically. So that's the lotion of, of Lamala Lamata. In other words, we assumed in the Kasha you're only looking at the bottom half of one sixty two where it stretches out. So what's Lamala Malamata? It doesn't make any sense. You just say how high is the tree? Now the answer is you could say Lamala Lamata because the tree first stretches out horizontally and then goes up vertically. What did this give us? This gave us because we had a Kasha uh, if he is entitled to four amos, uh, to four amos all the way around, it goes up to the sky. What's the difference where he put the air? The answer is the air was beyond the four amos. So he's got to walk in little by little. Rashi says at the top Rashi on the page on Lamed Gimel is Hilkuch Lamata Miyode Eruva Erev the Motzi Nafik. Why? Because he can go out, uh, he can walk outside the four amos and bring it in Lamishkle and bring it in little less than four amos. Start and stop. Start and stop. He's in Rishus and Start and stop. Even though. The even though we made it into a shusiyachet, even though the area within the dotted line is shusiyachet, it's not a real shusiyachet. It doesn't have mechitzos there. We just say it's it's a uh, it's a legal shusiyachet that the whole area from there up to the sky would be considered one thing for making an Arab. But he really can't carry. Uh, but how can he carry if it's really shusiyachet? He can't carry from the loaf into Rosh Hashiachet, that's going from Rosh Hashanah into Rosh Hashiachet, or even from a Carmelis into Rosh Hashiachet. He can't do that on Shabbos, but it's not really Rosh Hashiachet. It's still really in Rosh Hashanah, so therefore he could carry it little by little. That was how it works. However, if it's above ten Fachim, then he can't. Right? Uh, 
I'm hearing a noise there. I don't know what that is. Uh, okay, so the Gemara says, the Gemara says, um, the Gemara says now, but wait a minute, look at 163. What do you mean? What's the problem? If, if you're saying that, if you're saying the problem is he would, if it, in 162, what's the problem? The problem is he can't go from the higher one to the lower one because that's going from Rishus Yochid into Rishus Arab where he's standing. But, it, but the truth is he could stand up and this tree, he could stand up and he would be above Ten Fachim and the loaf would be Ben Fachim. So what's wrong? If you're saying it's this kind of a case, why can't he just go above? The problem is if it's above Ten Fachim, no good. Below Ten Fachim is good. Even if it's above Ten Fachim, it's all Rishus Yochid. The loaf is in Rishus Yochid. And the uh, person is a, uh, in Rosh Yochid, he can climb up on the tree. Why can't he do that? He can go through its like leaves and stand up. The answer is, Kshirab Makas Malov. This is number 164, where many other people are also leaning their stuff, they're putting their packages down on that horizontal part of the tree. And therefore, that part of the tree is considered Avi Rosh It's considered Rosh Why? Because we said, Ula, Ula Ula Amutisha. If you have a pillar in the Rishus Rabbim, which is nine Fachim high, Rishus Rabbim, Makasmov, and most and many people are putting their packages, they're using it. Vizarek, and you threw something. Venachal Gabav, you're Chayiv. You're Chayiv. Why? Because that's considered a Rishus Harabim. And therefore, he can't carry the stuff. He can't carry the loaf in 164. He can't carry the stuff from, uh, he can't carry the loaf. From that upper tree, that upper part, and the right part, he can't carry it to back to where his makom, where he made his shvus, because he's going, he's carrying from Rishusayachid, where the loaf is, into his Rishusayachid, Derech Rishusarabim, because a lot of people are using it. So it's a weird case, but it's the reason he can't carry it is because he's going from Rishusayachid to another Rishusayachid via Rishusarabim. That area in the middle is considered Rishusarabim. Rashi explains. If it's from three tvachim from the ground, it's considered ground. From three tvachim, nine tvachim, people can't rest their stuff there, so it's not normal. But if it's nine tvachim, people will put their stuff there. And therefore, if it's ten tvachim, it's, if the whole thing was ten tvachim high, then it's all Rosh you're right. But it's speaking about over here where it's nine tvachim, and people put their stuff there. And therefore, that's considered Rosh Rabbim. And you, you can throw something from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah by Rosh Rabbim, and it's okay, it's not in Achayim. But if you carry it or hand it over, it's considered like you stopped in the middle, and therefore that's a problem. And that's why the case wouldn't work. So this is all very, this is all, you know, all trying to explain the case, why, you know, this weird thing. We started with 161, but that took us into 162, that, you know, you have your Daladamas there, so why, what's the, what's the problem? The answer is, the loaf was beyond the, four, the, the Daladamas. So within ten Fachim, yes, you can carry little by little, Right, right. Above ten fachim, you're still carrying from Rishus Yochid into Rishus Arabim. Why can't you go Rishus Yochid to Rishus Yochid like in 163? Because it's speaking about really a case of 164. If the people, if the packages wouldn't be there in 164, you're right. 163 would work, and therefore you, the loaf could be above, below ten fachim, or above ten fachim if you, if the guy himself climbed up on the tree and made it Rishus Yochid to Rishus Yochid. But we're talking about 164, where there's a Rishus Rabbim intervening, and that's why it's no good. All right, we'll pick up here tomorrow, Mirz Hashem. Have a good day, everybody, and a good evening. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you so much.